On today's episode, we're talking about the most tubular sports. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> show where we pick some things and then we rank them. My name is Chris Gluckman. And I'm the confused one, Jackson Cornelison. Where am I? And I'm the <laughs> flirty one, Joe Bradshaw. <laughs> oh, we've already done flirty. <laughs> I'm always flirty. <laughs> hey, and wow. Happy, hey guys, happy six month anniversary. It's been six months? It's been six months. We've been at this thing since uh, the crack of 2017. You know, I don't think you're right, Chris. I mean, the inexorable march of time and everything is kind of, you can't argue against that, but we've only put out nine episodes and we said we were bi-weekly, so I'm pretty sure it's only been like three months. Well, Yeah, everybody else is just experiencing uh, what we call podcast lag. It's just not showing up in your feeds in time. Yeah, just keep refreshing and they'll be there. <laughs> there's probably we'll at this point me. there's probably 20 episodes waiting for you um so save them up for a long road trip or something so w- <laughs> what have you guys done over the break what have you guys been doing since we've uh podcasted last um i got i got into uh i got into improv oh yeah yeah give me a give me a name and a and um and a, and a place and I'll, and I'll go for it i've been working really hard okay um Michael Jackson at the bank. Can I borrow your pen? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm very good at improv now. Is That's very good. Yes, and. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, uh, what you been? What you been doing? So, um, as y'all know, I think we talked about it last week. Last last week, you know, when we recorded our podcast last week. But we also yeah. What you been doing in the one week time? <laughs> we talked about it last time we recorded. You know, we had a baby, um, but she had uh, Benjamin Buttonitis. So it oh, turns oh out no, we didn't know that. Grandma baby. Yeah, so we have a little grandma living in our house. She's very tiny and frail, um, but she just learned to roll over, which was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, did she fracture her hip in the process? or uh... A little, a small one, but it's manageable. And she's only going to get more, you know, she's only going to get better at healing. So, so did she start there. off in a grave and she like unrolled over in her grave? Was that her first act? Uh, Jackson, I don't know if you know how <laughs> babies work, but well, I, I said I had how, a baby. Excuse me, Joe. I didn't know how Benjamin Button babies real, worked in the real world. I'll say this. It was a real Dawn of the Dead situation down there. <laughs> Jackson... <laughs> I, I'm sure you've seen a Benjamin Button. You work in healthcare. I'm sure you've seen a Benjamin Button baby before. Yeah, but you don't know they're a Benjamin Button baby. You, well, yeah, but you see them come out and they're like, uh, I want toffee. <laughs> Where's my tapioca? Oh, uh, you, know. you millennials. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you just don't have the same work ethic that we had back in the, back in the day. Get off your phone. <laughs> That's the quickest way I found. I work in a clinic now. So the, the quickest way we found to diagnose Benjamin Button syndrome is like, we, we call it um, the, the T, T-U-P, the TUP. 
uh, indicator. Time until phone. Time until phone <laughs> reference. <laughs> so, Jackson, what what have you been up to in the meantime? Um, well, we're moving to a different city, so we've been searching for houses. We don't have, like, the biggest budget in the world for a house, so we'd be driving down streets and being like, wow, this is a really nice neighborhood. I wonder what dump they're about to show us next. But the thing is, we never got shown any bad houses. Um, the realtor was like, uh, this one is seven bedrooms, five full bathrooms. It has a foyer, a dance hall. Um, it is haunted. Like, and it the, is haunted. And the doorway is made of cardboard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you use your imagination, it has all those things. Yeah, perpetually in thunderstorm. Uh, the portal of hell is the basement. Um, but one dollar. One dollar. That's right nice. there in your budget. That's what was y'all's budget? One dollar. One dollar. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, right portal up. of hell. Every house we got shown had a portal to hell in it. <laughs> At least one. Mm-hmm. Because that, that, believe it or not, that kind of decreases your property value quite a bit. If you can get on HGTV and you know get one of the property brothers, just one of them. You don't need both of them. <laughs> if you open, if you have both of them there, that's how the portal gets opened. Um. But if you get one of them in there and get a nice open floor plan for your uh, for your um, portal to hell, you really yeah. You just kind of knock down those walls. It. Yeah, there's yeah. You can do vault a lot of work the with vault the ceiling up. Oh, oh, that's good. What was that? What's that? Was that? Weird. Was that, that the Baja Man? No, it, <laughs> it sounded like um, maybe like DMX or oh, something oh. really. Ex- yeah, there I, was I'm again. pretty sure I heard it again, but it's just it's so. Few and far between that I just can't quite put my finger on it. Oh wait, I know what it oh. is. It's our rebrand. Ooh. Welcome to Rank. This is a podcast all about the most extreme things in life. Today we're ranking the most extreme sports. Go give it to you. I'll wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door to spill. With the non-stop pop out and stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the motherfucker wonder if you get it. Damn right. Welcome to Brent. I'm your boy Tank Crusher. Yo, what's up? I'm Rex Mastodon. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> I'm Jack Hammercorn Husker. This is our show all about the most extreme things in life. Sick. Extreme sports. Ill. Vaping. True. Surfing. Word. Mostly vaping. Word. But, you, you know, I, I'm out here with my PV. You know, that's your personal vapor. What's um, up? I mm-hmm, see these mm-hmm, fools mm-hmm. out here with their cigalikes. That's a, that's an e-cig style that looks a lot like a cigarette. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pushing at least 650 milliamps. Sometimes I have one that has a thousand milliamps. Oh heck, how many ohms of pressure are you using that thing? At least eight. <laughs> At least Bruh. eight. Dude, what kind of clouds you pushing out? We talking cumulonimbus? We talking stratus dog? What are we talking? There's some pretty wispy clouds. I'm bad at it right now. I'm I'm really bad at it right now. Oh, tight. Well, nothing more, ex- nothing more extreme than admitting your weakness, bro. Exactly. Tight. I love. I dig the vulnerability, bro. And right now, I just got to say, I'm a Barney. That's a novice in surfer lingo. Mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. a Barney at vaping. So it's like a mix of my two favorite cultures. Hey, man. So, so like, th- speaking of extreme, like, 
How rad is this podcast? What's it about? Tell me all about it. Well, you see, it's a radical podcast about vaping, mostly. All right, so this has been our show. Hopefully, everybody's tanks stay full. Keep that vape juice full. And hopefully, everybody's unregulated mods don't get caught by the feds. This has been your boy, Tank Crusher. Chris, uh, our rebranding failed. I don't think we were really extreme enough for it. Um, but can you tell me what this podcast is about? I'm super glad you asked, Jackson. We got to keep this thing on track. Um, this is a show where we pick some things, usually not vape related, and then <laughs> but sometimes. we rank we rank those things. Mm-hmm. And on and on today's episode, we're ranking uh, what we're gonna call the most tubular. Sports, and for those not in the know, tubular means a super cool. It's kind of like radical. Um, Chris, I want to know what order we're ranking these in. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Well, based on this webpage I have opened of surf terms, we're gonna be ranking it from ankle busters to a uh, Chinese wax job. I don't think we can talk about that on the Chris, I think, I, I think you had the wrong tab open. <laughs> um, all right, who wants to start? Uh, I will. Okay. No. <laughs> don't know why you had to think all about right. that so long, but okay. Jackson, jump in on this. All right, uh, my, first, uh, my first submission for extreme sports is cloud chasing. So that's where you. Um, it's vaping. Are each, it's vaping. Uh, are we talking about vaping? Thanks, Joe. Tank had a bit. Get back a bit. Get back in the lamp. Vape. <laughs> get back in your vape genie lamp. Vape Nash. <laughs> Four twenty vape Nash. Blaze it up, but not really. It's vapor. <laughs> There's no burner. I found that on my vape jargon website. Bro, can I get a sip of that vape? <laughs> yeah that's actually i go i have a um i have a bunch of vape juices but i don't have a vape rig i just drink it because <laughs> it's so delicious you just put it you just put it in your asthma inhaler <laughs> also i have a horrible acidosis <laughs> Sorry, back to your, cloud chasing. your fat clouds. Anyways, uh, cloud chasing. Joe, you are correct. It is competitive vaping. Oh, is no! it really? <laughs> it, is, it is 100% competitive vaping. Do you win by not participating? Is that how you get first prize? Oh, I thought you already knew what cloud chasing was. No. And that's why you interjected. I, was I, just... I did have a whole bit where I was going to say it's airplane related. And then, no, it's not. It's just competitive vaping. I thought it that's was like a bad running fantastic. idea. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was literally like thinking of storm chasers, but clouds, and I was like, man, that sounds real boring. Okay, no, no, Jackson, no. I'm uh, super curious now. Please tell me. No, it's it's competitive vaping. Yeah, so how like, do you win? Uh, how do I win? The goal? How do I get out there <laughs> and win? win the so prize? It's it's an elimination based game. 
uh, two vapors. That's generally, cloud how chasers. sports work. Two chasers, bro. Uh, yeah, two Sorry, cloud chasers. That was mean. They stand back to back, and a countdown is given. And at the end of the countdown, they inhale and then exhale a cloud of vapor. And it is judged based on they're standing in a background that has uh, like measure measurements marked out on it. And you try and see whose vape cloud goes out the furthest. So it's a it's projectile. It's it's, it's like forward. It's not it's, also, it's not a thickness thing. It's more of it, just it, a... thickness does play a part. It the main criterion for judging is distance the vape cloud goes while staying intact. Whereas density is a contributing factor, as well as shape. I believe is another one. This sounds like a subjective. Judging method and, and I question why, its validity. That's why distance plays the greatest part. Is you can definitely tell which one went further. Yes, oh, give me um, quantitative measurements. I just Thank found you. a really well. Good... I will tell you that their measurements have been as far as five and six feet from the vape origination point, which in the cloud chaser world is, uh, I guess, lingo for mouth. <laughs> Um, so some vapors, this is according to Wikipedia and actually an article, uh, from the wall street journal. Um, some vapors believe that cloud chasing, uh, is partly responsible for the negative media attention. Cheryl Richter, the financial secretary of the national vapors club says that it gives vaping a bad name and we don't need negative publicity though. Cloud chasers dismiss the naysayers. Yeah. And that's why one reason I think it's so extreme is if you're pissing off vapors, <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to meet those people. You do something. Every right. vapor I've seen has been, excuse me, cloud chaser I've seen has been one of the most terrifying individuals I can imagine. Like, they're just intimidating. And if you're really? spitting in their face, excuse me, if you're vaping in their face, if you're blowing cloud fat chasing, clouds in their face. Yeah, chunky nimbos right there in their noggin. <laughs> if you're if you're dragoning right in their face meat, <laughs> it went right from my vape origination point to their vape origination point, <laughs> and things got heated. So, um, I have two interesting things here. One, apparently, some of these competitive uh, cloud chasers. Don't don't even use nicotine. They're so committed to the pure sport of it. <laughs> the high they them. get from competing is the only high. They, they need. The only high they need, like uh, like New York City uh, vape contest champion Chris Bud Wilson. Um, oh, so he does what, what? Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. What is the percentage chance that the nickname Bud comes from how much Bud Light he drinks? <laughs> Because no, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the 100% range. No, it is definitely because it is another name for weed. <laughs> it's children, 1,000%. Children plug, children plug your ears. Second, the article that I'm reading has a has an official quote from dig.com that says, quote, it's kind of impressive, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our section on cloud chase. <laughs> Um, okay. So I've, I've got one and, um, this is a sport that requires all types of fortitude. So you, you know, most sports, it's, you know, a bunch of big dumb jocks out there with their yeah, who needs muscles, yeah, hate them. Them, right? Hate <laughs> with their muscles and their strong quadriceps. Hate um, them. but 
this is more a sport where you have to have the big strong quadriceps. You must have strong quadriceps. And you also must have strong brain muscles. Um, so this is a sport called chess boxing. And in this oh, sport, yeah. in this sport, um, which this is like a real sport that is apparently really popular in Europe and India. Um, not really popular, but popular enough. Um, so it started out as this performance artist who was like playing chess and then boxing. And then a bunch of people were like, yeah, okay, let's do that for real though. <laughs> Um, so you alternate playing chess for one and then boxing for the other round. So it's like 11 rounds, I believe. And you alternate mm-hmm. playing chess and boxing. You start out with chess and then it chessing, chess, boxing, chess, boxing. Um, and you win by either knocking out the other person or by winning in chess, by getting a checkmate. Um, you only play the chess for 18 minutes. And then you box, uh, I'm not sure how long you box. I think 60 second, like, or no, 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 the breaks are 60 seconds, but I I can't remember exactly how long you box. I think it's like three minutes or something like that. Yeah. It's probably something like three minutes. Can I real talk for a second? Uh, when I first started learning how to play chess, I found out about this game and I have actually considered getting a membership at a boxing ring to train. (laughs) To learn how to, to do it. To participate in chess boxing because it sounds and, like the and to dopest, try and it sounds people. like the dopest thing to do with my time ever. The thing like, that's so the only problem is the minute you showed up at the boxing ring and said, Yes, I would like to participate in chess boxing, they they just boxed you out of there. No, it you they show up said, here's, here's the they situation. Uncle filled they uncle filled me right out of that boxing gym. <laughs> here's the situation. You walk in and you say, I need to learn to box, and they say, Why? And you say because I play chess. And they say, oh, okay, so he's like, he's getting bullied, and he needs to be able to defend himself by boxing. And you say, no, 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 no. I play chess while I box. And they go, <gasps> and then you're Because you're smart, <laughs> the, you've got the brains and the brawn. They place the golden boxing gloves upon your fists, and you are now their god. <laughs> and you are now their god. Golden boxing say, gloves and a golden brain. And you say, checkmate. And they all bow down before you. So I actually think this is like a cool idea for physical and mental fortitude. Cause oh, I'm totally, mad, yeah. Because like after, three, cause after cool. three rounds, after three rounds of getting punched right in the schnoz, like it's going to be real hard. And that's it's gonna, great. It's going to be real hard to avoid making that blunder where you open your bishop right up. <laughs> and you, you cannot afford that because... In chess, because you, you you blunder, you lose. In boxing, because you've had so many concussions. you let your guard down, you lose. Because you've had so many concussions and now have a short life expectancy. <laughs> you cannot afford to lose. You don't have that many more matches left in you. But it's great because you got to play chess also while, yeah. while shortening your life, your life expectancy. So pleasant. Um... <laughs> That's about all I got about chess I don't. Boxing. I don't think I would be very good at chess boxing, namely the chess part, because my brain is about to start bleeding. I've been trying to think of a chess boxing joke crossover, <laughs> and the only thing I have is left rook to right hook. <laughs> That's so good. That's very know, good, Jackson. We're very t- proud of you. <laughs> I'm about to Google that and see if that's ever been said before. TM, 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 TM. We we perfected that. Nobody else can say that. Oh. No one else. Or okay. they owe me a quarter. No, three dollars. So okay. left left rook right hook hasn't been said, but 
right hook, left rook has. Ah. And it's a story about chess boxing. Are wow. you serious? Yeah. Darn it! Written by... So, Vanity uh, Jack, is vanity. Jack there Hammer is nothing... Cornhusker. <laughs> vanity of vanities. Nothing is okay. new under the sun. I think it's actually it's only... written by Jonas <laughs> I think it's only fair that for these sports we actually like give credit where credit's due and uh name like the world champions of these sports. Uh, just to one. like just to like put a little human interest on it. Like we already talked about Bud, the cloud chaser. And we've said all we need to say about him. Um, but the current, uh, heavyweight world champion of chess boxing is, uh, Nikolai, the chairman Sajin from Russia. Um, but other current champions, light, heavy, light heavyweight Frank anti-terror Stolt <laughs> and my personal favorite, uh, middleweight champion, Yepe, the Jorker Rubik. <laughs> the Jorker? Oh, that was, that was my second choice for my extreme name for our rebrand <laughs> the jorker <laughs> did he mean the joker he's <laughs> yeah, from the netherlands like... he just misspelled it on the on the sheet when he signed up the the bad thing about i'm the jorker that... war so serious <laughs> war so sorry all the bad part about this is that we're gonna put this out and we're all gonna be get beat up because we're making fun of boxers and that's a bad idea They'll either beat us up or just destroy us in chess. Uh, well, one quick thing: do you think there's, do you think there's people in the world of chess boxing that really put all their stats into one, into mm. one area of chess boxing? They really boxing? min-max it. They know nothing about boxing, but they're super good at chess. <laughs> they're just real scrawny, but they're real good at chess. And they just they, run and, away, run away the whole time. Or then... they're just the big brawny dude who knows nothing about chess. <laughs> But really is banking on just knocking them out. I will punch your dumb head. I don't know this game with ebony and ivory. I will get your king with my pawn. I will get it. Um, Chris, what do you got for us? Oh, uh, who me? Who you? Um, oh, I'm, I was actually super excited about this one. Because um, I remember in the seventh grade, I had a subscription to Mental Floss magazine, and they did an article on extreme weird sports. And they taught me about a sport called Sepak Takra. It's so cool. Which is, to this day, the coolest sport in my mind. (laughs) Because everybody who does it looks like they're in a kung fu movie. Sepak Takra. It is bicycle bicycle kick the sport. It is Bicycle Kick, the movie, the sport. Um, <laughs> the video it, game. Basically, all you need to know is it's foot volleyball. Like, it volleyball Ooh. with volleyball with a lowered net. Um, but not that much lower. That's what's really impressive about it's, it. It's, it's, it's kind of an eye-level sort of net. Um, and I think you can use things other than your feet, like your knees and your hips, but you cannot use your arms. Um and so it requires an incredible amount of agility and kicking ability, and everybody is just constantly roundhousing the ball. Oh, it is very so cool. So it's, it's, it's only played in, like, fantasy realms because it's impossible. Yeah. Almost actually, uh, you can look up videos of people playing it, which I have, and it's amazing. 
because they'll like they'll volley it they'll keep it going for a while yeah if i were to play it i would i would probably hit the net twice and get frustrated and go home because it's too hard but these guys like are super good at it yeah i really think this episode just in general look up all the stuff we say because it's actually all pretty cool um especially cloud chasing Especially cloud chasing. That I'm looking maybe... at a picture. I'm looking at a picture here of two guys at the net. Like their legs are intertwined over the net as they kick this ball. Like, how did they get that way? This guy's he- man, this man is upside down. It it legitimately is the closest thing to the Matrix that we have in this in this mortal realm. You know, and it's Matrix the sport, the game. I know that we usually compare these things against each other at the end whenever we're eliminating things, but you're talking about legs getting intertwined over a net. Back to back in cloud chasing, imagine the back sweat. Just <laughs> whoa, just that very level intense. Of discomfort. Imagine the mouth feel. <laughs> also, the ball in Sepik Takra is like this hollow woven ball. So it's yeah, like I'm the looking most at beautiful it and it ball. looks like a piece of wood. It does. Which would maybe hurt your foot and also your face when it inevitably gets hit. And I, also, I was, these guys' necks must be made of steel because every single picture I look at, it appears like they are about two inches from crashing right down on their shoulder. They 100% Because they, so they are the, backflipping over the freaking net. The person that like kicks it down and slams it is apparently called the striker, I think is what I found. Uh-huh. And the striker fall like every YouTube video I saw, he falls on his head and neck every time. Like he is always falling on his head and neck. The life expectancy of a striker is precisely two kicks. <laughs> two and a half. They never make it. They never make it past past two. Yeah, it is. I I am um, a big fan of like I, if I could learn how. To, I mean, these guys are jumping like six feet in the air. I mean, yes, like, okay. Their vertical, feet. their vertical is amazing. Their flexibility is amazing because they're getting their knee up near their face, constant. Like for almost every single one of these kicks, it's basically jumping and doing a backflip every time you jump. For I don't know how long these matches last, but for a, a lot time. of for a lot of sport time. It's At most least, popular, I think, in Indonesia and the Philippines, like Southeast Asia. Yeah, it's like all Southeast Asia. All the videos I saw, I did see a video of Korea destroying the U.S. Like they did not look like they. Yeah, no, they were doing. America does not deserve a sport like this. <laughs> we we can hold on to basketball. We'll let everybody else have sepak to craw. Gosh, it's so cool. No, like really, no jokes. No jokes no. to make about it. I guess we... Okay, hold on. I, let's, let me tell you about the champion. Sepak Takarau champion. Just what country is like the most... Okay, so it, it looks like uh, the 2016 uh, world champion uh, in doubles men's, uh, Tepak Takarau, was uh, the Philippines. Congratulations not, to the... Not super surprising. But Iran and Vietnam... And Thailand all also won in different categories. Okay, so Iran kind of snuck up in there as the only non-Southeast Asian. Yeah, I'm looking through all of the winners over the past like 10 years, and I think Iran is the only one that slipped in from anywhere other than <laughs> Southeast or East Asia. They've got they've got that thing on lock. They've got that sport on lock. Yeah. A lot of oh, loves. Michael Phelps, uh, 30 plus Olympic gold medals. Oh, pretty cool. How many bicycle kicks have you done? 
<laughs> oh, zero? Oh, I mean, all right. I guess that's all right. Oh, Usain Bolt, fastest man in the world. How many bicycle kicks? And zero think, again. Uh, Yet again, I'm zero. I'm pretty sure Usain Bolt could do a lot of bicycle kicks. I don't know if he, I don't think he would be good at Sepak to crawl, but I do think he could do quite a few <laughs> bicycle kicks. No, Usain Bolt refuses to do anything related to a bicycle because it demeans his speed. <laughs> because he would win the Tour de France on foot. Oh, man. Hey, hold on here. I just want to say the the etymology of the phrase, in case you were wondering, it is literally uh, a combination of a couple words from a couple different languages, but it translates to kickball. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like football. Chris, didn't it, you mean entomology? The bug origins of it. <laughs> it's funny because etymology means words, and I got the word etymology wrong. <laughs> Classic word humor. That's how word jokes are. <laughs> yeah, Jackson, what you got for us? Uh, hey, so I'm trying a new thing where it's like a call and response joke. Um, okay. kind of going into some classic style humor. So, um, your line here is going to be, "Oh, really? Okay." So, okay. I mean, ready? You'll, you'll, ready you'll know whenever this your is, line comes up. This is staying in, so everybody's mm-hmm. going to know that you had this. If set up. It, those listening at home, when you hear the cue, say, "Oh, really?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, listener, join in. Yeah, I have an extreme sport for you. It's called baseball. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. really? Oh, really? Ex- extremely boring. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Darn it. You did not give us good rules for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Jackson, you kind of locked yourself in for the rest of the episode, bud. <laughs> Mm, but for real, I do have another one. Oh, really? And it's not baseball. No, no, we're done. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> um. Oh my goodness! I'm just gonna say it. I want to talk about Boteoshi. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about it, and I want to talk about it now. <laughs> and this is my time. And you That's boys what you have sound to listen. Like. Hey, I've been working on my improv. Here's my Jackson. <laughs> I want to talk about it now. <laughs> All right, for real, Boteoshi <laughs> translates to pull takedown. So, um, it's essentially an attack and defense game. Um, it's two teams of seventy-five people each. Wow, it's a One real is ba- it's a real Battlefield Four for the PS4. Am I right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, um, oh, really? <laughs> Joe, you're going to have to come up with another joke eventually. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm going to ride this. <laughs> All the way to the close. So 75 defenders, 75 attackers. And the defender's job is to keep their pole standing. So it's about a 10-foot pole, it looks like. And it's about mm, maybe the width of a telephone pole. So pretty sturdy, but it's not set into the ground at all. It's just like sitting there, and there's a team. So there's 75 people forming a circle around it. There's people holding it at the bottom to keep it upright. There's people like standing up on their shoulders to hold the middle of it upright. And then there's a person on top of the pole that's there for extra defense to keep people from pulling down the pole. So the attacker's job is to, all 75 of them, launch a coordinated attack against this blob of 75 other people and get the pole down at any cost. 
like That's, there are no rules other than that. It's it pulled down dangerous. the pole. It looks dangerous. It Joe. sounds like a, a rugby scrum, but way more dangerous because there's 75 instead of like 15. And kicking is encouraged. Actually, no, scratch that. There's 150. 150 people around one pole. So basically how this translates is, let's say white team is defending and red team is attacking. There's a blob of white team around the pole and the red team just surrounds them like an amoeba. (laughs) And then occasionally this flying leap to land on the pole, in which case the white team like claws them away and throws them out. But eventually the onslaught of attackers does get to the pole. In which case, it's the person on top, of, on top of the pole's job to get them off of it. His name, his position, is the ninja. Oh, yes it is. <laughs> yes. Oh, you never and saw so, him coming, huh? And so he's sitting on top of the pole, and let's say like three red team gets up there on the pole and they're trying to climb to the top, because it looks like leverage at the top is kind of how you win this game. The ninja straight up like jumps down and drop kicks their faces as they try and climb the pole. And then climbs back to the top and just, he like hangs from the top of the pole with his hands and just like wails on people's faces with his feet. That sounds great. And that's Boteoshi. And it's amazing. And it's the most fun you'll have watching a game ever. It looks like a castle siege. So the other thing that I've seen that the ninja does is he's like a human counterweight. So he's like Mm -hmm. lift, like leaning to one side and the other so that he can keep the weight evenly distributed. Mm-hmm. Which is a great job. I mean, it's a it's a pretty extreme sport. Like, I would not be surprised if none of these players had teeth. Where is this played? It looks like Japan, uh, mainly a Japanese sport. If you have ever seen the movie World War Z, where the zombies just kind of use the corpses of the other zombies to climb a wall, that's what Boteoshi looks like. Oh, so it's not even toppling the pole. It's getting the pole to 30 degrees mm-hmm. it's, to the ground. But pretty much once it's at 30 degrees, it goes all the way down. Okay, I guess that makes sense because you don't want people to die from being smooshed. <laughs> yeah, being smooshed by the pole. You don't want any smooshing pole, to happen. Pole smooshage is the number one fatality cause in Boteoshi. Uh It looks like until 1973, the rule was that it only had to go to 45 degrees. So... <laughs> Yeah, so, how's clearly, your boat not hardcore enough. For most extreme sports, it's the current iteration of Boteoshi. Don't give me that weak 45 degree ish. Like, how's your Boteoshi 45 degrees? That sounds terrible. <laughs> like, not very cool. Not uh, very tubular. Like Boteoshi, pull pull down. More like pull, make it askew, barely. Or, like I might quote the title of this article quoted for the Wikipedia article about Botayoshi, Botayoshi, super happy pole pull-down sport time. (laughs) I've got another one for us. Whereas the 45-degree one was moderately happy pole pull-down fun time. Super. And, by the way, the only thing I can find that gives me any clue about who are the current champions, uh, Google Image appears to show the red team. The red team is winning. <laughs> At this moment in time, the red team is the is the winning team. Congratulations to the red team. You've done it. Um, okay, I've got another sport. Um, this is a sport that is... Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, it's got a, a few things that, you know, everybody likes to do. 
it's got adrenaline it's got mm-hmm. um housework it's got clean Dope. clothes clean wait are we, are we going back clean. are we going back to our super cool podcast because i'm about to be like sick bow, I mean, bow, yeah this is kind of where i got the inspiration for uh tank crusher that was me by the way just for our listeners so that they know and are confused by who that was um this is extreme ironing um the goal of extreme ironing it it, it, it is what it sounds like it is to iron um so what you're going to try to do like is like you, pump iron, right? Like weightlifting? No, like press your clothes, like get your clothes looking flat and wrinkle free. That that is the goal of extreme ironing. Um, however, where do you think you might do that? Maybe on top of a mountain? Maybe underwater Whoa. with sharks around you? Maybe Joe, in the sky? Joe, I was going to say, could I skydive and do my ironing like on my way down towards the earth? Oh boy, could you? Um, I've seen. Could I, I've seen Could I do it in a volcano and use the steam from the volcano to press my clothes? I suppose you could. You might no, die in that smart. case. I wouldn't recommend that one, actually. That one I would probably say don't do. I'm, um, lo- I'm, I'm looking at some um, downhill mountain, uh, downhill uh, road cyclists who are currently engaged in pressing their work shirts. Um, my, my top favorite is a, a man who is on his trampoline. And he is ironing a Zelda t-shirt. And that, he is wearing a pink cowboy hat. And he is making sure that that Zelda t-shirt is wrinkle-free. Whoa, uh, like, my I'm current favorite, image searching this and it is, yeah, it's all over the place. My current yeah. favorite is, is, in a, is a United States soldier seated atop of an army truck <laughs> wearing his... Uh, his bulletproof vest and his helmet, and he is ironing his uh, jacket. See, that one I feel like might just be, like, he's trying to get some work done whenever he can. Yeah, yeah. that one might not be as extreme <laughs> as practical. Uh, one of the images, most of the images I see popping up are people ironing on mountaintops, but there's one of a guy just shredding down a hill on a snowboard. But I'm assuming the snowboard is an ironing board, maybe, and that's why it popped up. Or he's just he's just really into it. He just likes to watch uh, extreme ironing and has a cool blog where he talks about extreme ironing. So, what's um, the criteria? What's the judging, the judgment criteria for this? So, the criteria are um, there's different. I think there's different like categories. Like there's different fabrics, like dress shirts versus t-shirts. There's uh, mountaintop versus water, um, and I think it's speed and cleanliness you know like how good the shirt looks or whatever your pant how how good the pant looks do you think that the people who do dress shirts are looking at the people who do regular t-shirts and they're like casuals oh yeah such casuals (laughs) like do you think there's factions within this they don't even care about the game they, they Those even... dress shirt dudes, they're so stuffy. They just think they're better than everyone. Well, they're just the doing true it for part the of the sport is t-shirts. Yeah, they're just doing it for the money. <laughs> Everybody knows that the true the true extreme ironers do it. You know, the the pant ironers, as it were, um, they do it for the love of the sport. They do it because they know the honor and the um, just emotional fortitude that it takes to really iron a good pair of pant. Oh, hey! Do you actually want to know the the actual championship sections? There are there are five categories. Yeah, didn't I say them? Oh no, I didn't say them all. Yeah, okay, it's ahead. it's urban, water, forest, 
Rocky, and Freestyle! <laughs> He's up on a stage. Just yeah. rapping, throwing down some sick verses. He has to come. Up, he has to come up with an original rap and beat Kanye West in a one-on-one rap battle while ironing his shirt for work tomorrow. The the best, my favorite one is definitely Urban, which just says involved ironing in, on, and around a broken down car. Sick. Urban life, broken down cars. It's not like a skyscraper or anything. It's a broken down car. Um, so every time I'm in a city, there's just those everywhere. It's like, you can't even, you can't walk down a single block without seeing a broken down car, you know? Of course. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately the extreme ironing world championships have not been held annually. They've not been annual camp competition. The world is a travesty. Um, The world is a shame. It is a shame to live in this world where this is the, the state of it. Um, but the champions that year were, there were three British teams and then a few other countries and Great Britain one and Great Britain three managed to win the gold and bronze medals. Um, the prizes for which were, um, a holiday in Hawaii, um, a washing machine Whoa. because they were like, yo dog, uh, you need something better. And then yeah, other like household you, goods. You guys, you guys know if you take it out of the dryer soon enough, you don't have to do this, right? <laughs> Um, so congratulations to Great Britain from 2002, the last time they <laughs> held this competition. I would also like to note that the New York Times article about extreme ironing spent a lot of time interviewing a man named Phil Shaw, who, uh, not surprisingly, works in a textile factory. <laughs> yeah, he's apparently he's apparently the inventor, and his nickname. What do you think his nickname is? Um. I I couldn't even begin to guess. The ironist? No, it's very literal. The, the ironer, the iron man. Steam. Okay. Oh. Um all right. Next sport we're going to talk about is called cycle ball. I think. Let me double check. Only only the finest and most prepared research for our listeners. Okay, this sport is called a cycle ball. And let me just tell you that in German, it's called rad ball. <laughs> and that's all we have to say about it. <laughs> and you know the rest. Um, no, it's, uh, it's super cool. It's basically... No, did you mean Red Bull? Sorry, did you mean Red Bull? <laughs> yeah, this sport, it gave you wangs, bruh. <laughs> um, this is our most extreme episode, huh? Brought to you, <laughs> brought to you by Red Bull. Um, no, this is basically a an indoor soccer played on bicycles, I guess is a way to say it. <laughs> Um, okay, so the rules of cycle ball, as far as I can tell, it's a two-on-two indoor sport. Um, it's essentially like indoor indoor soccer, um, but the players are on bicycles, and you can only hit the ball with your bike wheel and your head. So you can't even like reach your foot out and kick it. You have to actually like maneuver the bike around and like give it a little nudge with the bicycle wheel, which sounds super difficult. That does now that sounds hard. really cool, Chris. But how many bicycle kicks do they do? 
Oh wait, like ten thousand. Oh, that's. that's <gasps> I'm listening. This one is literally bicycle kick. Oh really? Um, and here's this is a surprising thing. This sport has been around since 1893. They were playing it with those little old-fashioned bicycles with the tiny wheel in the back and the big wheel in the front, they and they had their big mustaches, and they were they were wearing unitards and they called it pin- big cartoonish dumbbells. They called it penny farthing ball back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then they had a much bigger weapon. Um. And that's literally all I can tell you about cycle ball, but I think it's pretty dope because you'd have to be very talented to hit a ball using only your bike wheel. Well, let's see who the cycle, the rad ball champion. There's like, there's a, I'm looking at pictures of a goalie and the goalie's just popping the sickest wheelies all the time. Um, well, the most recent, the most recent champion we have uh, documented is a man named Bruno. <laughs> Congratulations to Bruno. You've done it. I, I'm gonna. Uh, throw oh in. no, that's the. That's, oh, I'm sorry. That's their location. That's where they're from. <laughs> He's from. No, Bruno? That's like where the competition was held was in Bruno. The oh. winner was Michael Niedermeyer. Okay. Congratulations oh, to Michael from Bruno. Um, quick plug here for Danny McCaskill. I had it on our like short list. He is a cyclist that is sponsored by Red Bull, and he makes YouTube videos. Um, and this just made me think of it cause he is like able to do things, um, with his bike that you would only think would be possible with human legs. He's able to do it. Like he's able to walk like such as, um, so he can jump from like a flat surface onto a train track and then jump back and forth between those tracks. Um, while also moving forward, not just being stationary. It is quite impressive. That's he super can, cool. He can climb like a cliff, not a, like a flat cliff face but like a rocky terrain like he can climb that on his bike um by like jumping from like ledge to ledge uh it's really really cool you should go youtube danny mccaskill and uh look up his videos anyway back to the jokes <laughs> nice um, what you what else you got for us jack boy all right guys move over Boteoshi. move over extreme ironing we got cheese rolling, rolling on into the business here. <laughs> and that was, uh, uh, you, know, I, you know, I'll just mute just a second. Let me start that over. No, nope, I want to talk about cheese rolling. <laughs> keeping it. You don't, you don't get a kind edit on this one. Oh, I suck. <laughs> um, cheese rolling takes place in Gloucester, England. Gloucester? Gloucester. Oh, I, I think it's uh, well, it's not Gloucester. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, it was a typo on my part, and I just tried to read my typo. Gloucester. Gloucester, England. And essentially what it is, is somebody takes a nine-pound cheese wheel and rolls it down a hill, and like 30 dudes chase after it. Hell yeah. And that's the sport. <laughs> that sounds like a normal Saturday. <laughs> Who hasn't chased their cheese down a hill? All right, but uh, why I think this is extreme is it's a nine-pound cheese wheel, and they reinforce it with wood siding. But it goes down this hill, and apparently it reaches speeds up to 70 miles per hour. And so the goal- man, man does not... One man cannot simply 
roll with this cheese. Yeah, like they try to roll with this cheese, and many of them do end up rolling down this hill and getting very injured. But also, a nine-pound object going 70 miles per hour can very seriously injure somebody. Like, that's pretty extreme just to spectate this sport. When I looked up this sport, um, the apparently there's an annual event in Gloucester or Gloucester, however you say it. It's called Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake. So apparently, a lot of people die, <laughs> and they have to have a wake. Yeah, they have a whole memorial service for them, and everybody eats the eats the cheese. They just kind of do it right there. Just say, "Oh, uh, yeah, you're dead," and we're gonna just go ahead and honor your spirit now. <laughs> So, in in May 2013, a police inspector warned the 86-year-old cheesemaker, Diana Smart, that she could be held responsible for injuries. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of it right now. She got and shook there, up. <laughs> there's like 45 people chasing after this thing of cheese, and probably about 35 of them are just on the ground not getting back up. Cooper's Hill cheese rolling has been summarized as 20 young men chasing a cheese off a cliff and tumbling 200 yards to the bottom where they're scraped up by paramedics and packed off to the hospital. (laughs) Sounds like a whole load of fun. So this one's pretty extreme, but I do want to get into the world champion. It's held once a year, but I just want to read you a couple of years really quick and say the winner of that year. 2008, Chris Anderson. 2009, Chris Anderson. 2010, say, Chris Anderson. 2011, okay. Chris Anderson. Chris Anderson. Chris Anderson. Chris Anderson. A real Chris then, Anderson monopoly. Then 2013, Kenny Rackers came in and mixed things up. Oh, what up, Kenny? Oh, Kenny, you're my boy, underdog, dark horse. Then 2014, Joshua Shepard. 2015, Chris Anderson. 2016, Chris Anderson. 2017, Chris Anderson. Last A edited re- by... Chris Anderson. Yeah, related news story. <laughs> Underdog champion dies in mysterious accident. <laughs> I did legitimately think you were going to say Chris Angel that first time. I thought that Chris Angel would be our champion. Mind freak disappears. Somebody, somebody's from really the hill. close. The cheese wheel reaches the finish line and it morphs into Chris Angel. <laughs> Mind freak. No, and then he's just cheese freak. <laughs> I would watch a show called Cheese Freak. I would, 100, I would be the Cheese Freak. I would take up the mantle of Cheese Freak. I would, I would put that on my family. Is that the, is that the Cheese Freak? Oh my word! Daddy, why is everybody looking at you? It's, it's the burden I bear, honey. I'm the Cheese Freak. It's because my name follows before me as the Cheese Freak. Follows before you? Yes. <laughs> it does. Just kind of want to see how that works out. It's got its own legs, and it just kind of <laughs> follows before me, breaking the laws of humanity and logic. <laughs> I do not know the mysteries which it lives in. Hey, Joe, have you been working on improv too? Because that was a plus. <laughs> it was a choice improv. Very choice. No, that was um, Tank Crusher, back back from the dead. I killed him. Tank Crusher. That. Oh wow, there's a whole backstory here we didn't know about. Yes, he was murdered by <laughs> the Cheese Freak, Chris Anderson. 
who saw Jesus him as a threat. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet at Chris Anderson and tell him he needs to take up the mantle of the cheese freak. Change your handle to at the cheese freak. <laughs> I will a thousand percent do. Oh, there was a, a recent article by him about him. By him. A critical a critical essay about the sport of cheese rolling. Um Joe 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 Joe, okay. Joe 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 tell me about something else. Alright. Uh so I think everybody's seen these videos. I wanna tell you <laughs> um no, I think everybody's seen these videos where uh it's these insane people that climb up on buildings, um, very tall buildings, and they don't have any harnesses or anything to secure them. They just climb up on these buildings and then videotape themselves like hanging off of them by one hand and like teetering on the edge back and forth and doing push-ups or pull-ups on tall buildings. Um, Yeah, I've seen those videos and it's unsettling to me. Like, I can't watch the videos. Oh, yeah. On my computer screen. I don't think I have a name for this sport other than just... uh, death wish um but it's quite coming this fall to netflix (laughs) it's quite extreme um it it specifically i've found some there's some russian uh russian men who do it um who are kind of well known for it and they've had articles written about them um but apparently it's like all trespassing too so they don't even make money off of it or anything they just get in trouble for doing it um Nice. But if you if you haven't seen these videos, they're uh, quite disturbing because they look like they're about to die at all moments, um, and they're on very very tall buildings. Which if they fell off, they would die. Hmm. I will you say think there's a whole slew cool of pictures. videos of people just dying doing this. So me and me and Connie uh, talked about that the other night. We were like, do we look this up? Like as research, do we look up if? Uh, if people have fallen while doing this, and we decided no, we decided we didn't want to know if if it was actually happening. Just I looked let up the it name for it, in Joe. that one Google image search. I looked up the name for it. You want to know what it is? Tall building Bil- climbing, buildering, buildering, buildering. Okay. Not as extreme anymore. Not as cool to me anymore. In fact, quite lame. Kind of, kind of want to take it off the list because it's called buildering. I'm yeah, just going to pretend I don't know that. I'm just going to pretend I don't Your feet of climbing up hundreds of feet in the air unaided by safety guard, like safety devices is kind of ruined now. Who who are the famous guys who do it? Let's uh, give them some props. I don't... Let's see. Um, Alexander Rimnev is one. Um, he's the photographer. I'm trying to find out. Oh, that is that is funny. Somebody else has to climb up and not even get the credit. <laughs> I can't really find the other guy's name that he's taking pictures of, or other guys' names. Um, but Alexander Rimnev is also doing it because he has to be up there. Wait, um, are are construction workers just inherently extreme? Well, they're harnessed in, which yes, they are. Yes, but also they're not quite as extreme as these dudes that are 
hanging by one hand deliberately. Now, I know, I know a few people in construction. Do you really think they're using a harness? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, because lawsuits. <laughs> maybe if they don't want to die, maybe then they are. I don't know. I just feel like they kind of get used to it and don't. They get used to dying. They get used to the fact that they are don't exist anymore because they've <laughs> fallen and become flat. They've become like Bugs Bunny where he is flattened. They actually burnt up before they hit the ground. <laughs> they it is entered so high. orbit. <laughs> As they re-entered the Earth's atmosphere, the pressure was just too much. Chris, I see the last thing on your list, and I've got to hear about it. Yeah, you see the last thing on the list, and you think, this is going to win. This is going to be at the top of the list. And Jackson, let me tell you, you would be right. (laughs) I want to tell you guys about a sport called dog surfing. Let me guess now. real quick. Let me go, just let me guess. Humans stand on dogs' backs as they lay very, very flat, and they surf. No, that's animal abuse. Okay. Uh, dog <laughs> surfing <laughs> is a sport where you train a dog to surf on surfboards, bodyboards, skimboards, windsurfing, or <gasps> in some cases, even body. I just Google image searched it. It wins. And it's, it's dog surfing. Let, it's literally dog surfing on water. I'm gonna, I'm like gonna on combine, surfing boards, they are surfing. And hey, quite a few of them. Quite a few of them are wearing sunglasses. Let me tell you guys about dog surfing. Let me com- first of all, let me combine two of the coolest words out there: dog, mm-hmm. surfing. I'm sold. <laughs> that is totally tubular. Every single picture will heart will melt your heart, uh, and. Um, boy, these dogs sure do know how to shred. Like they can, they can surf. They can surf on water on a surfboard, and they're mostly wearing sunglasses. <laughs> and these dogs are cooler than you, significantly. <laughs> I mean, most dogs are, but these dogs are specifically. It's kind um, of sad that they are better at surfing than I likely will ever be. Like I know this. I know this for a fact that a dog has the ability to surf better than I can. The thing that I'm most excited about is that I found a picture of a surfing pug. Um, <laughs> actually, two was different it like pugs. Not, was it not even having it? <laughs> it's, just, it's just kind of being a pug on a surfboard, and it's great. It's just like, I'm not so psyched to be here because It doesn't pug. look happy. It doesn't look happy. Um, here's Karma the surfing pig, maybe. No, maybe we're talking about dogs. Surfing. I was kidding, sorry. But I've just kind of gotten into an animal surfing binge right now. These dogs... Oh, no, there's a human on the back of that board. One no, of these pugs help. is named Brandy. Brandy the pug. And then another one is Bugsy the pug. Which I think they could probably call it Bugsy the Pugsy. I'm going to jump ahead here and announce the champion of dog surfing. It's a Labrador Retriever it's all named of them. Cam. It's a Labrador Retriever named Cam who is documented in Honolulu, Hawaii, surfing partially lying down while simultaneously drinking a bottle of beer. (laughs) (laughs) That 100% is the champion. Like, Earth Earth victory. Like, I'll send Cam the dog to go fight against alien invaders, please. Like if that if that dog ended up landing on U.S. shores, he would just become the president. 
Wait, <laughs> Joe, be like, hey, oh yes. Time. Hey, quick, quick side note. Honolulu, Hawaii. Not definitely the still US, a part Joe. of the United States. I mean, States. continental U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the real U.S. Everybody I'm knows that Hawaii does not have to abide by any laws. That they, like they can just be like, mm, nah, we're good. You're not going to come over here. You're not going to waste your time coming over here and trying to tell us that we have to do things a certain way. So, you know what? We're good. Guys, I just want to point out, specifically, I'm looking at a picture of a dog surfer who has upwards of 10 dogs on his surfboard. Wait. Whoa. They are legion. which (laughs) Which one is the actual surfing dog? Yeah, which one's really steering the ship? I don't know. 90% 90% Some... of these dogs are wearing sunglasses. I love this. Yeah, Joe, I thought you were joking, and then I like did a little deeper dive, no pun intended, and <laughs> you're right. They're all wearing freaking sunglasses. I want to <laughs> see a picture of one just dumping right on the surfboard. Like, I don't care, wearing sunglasses. They also have Is very... this dog wearing a muscle suit? They Holy also have cow. very sad faces in some of these. Like, they don't look super psyched to be doing some it. Some of them do not look psyched. Some of them do. Some of also, them look this one like has they're its, having the time of their life. This one has its tongue out like, I'm hungry for the gold medal. <laughs> the one with the ten dogs on it, like, nine of them look unhappy. <laughs> yeah, well, I would be too, because they're all... The thing we don't see in these pictures is the fact that they all eventually do tumble into the ocean. <laughs> 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 That's part of it. There's one really inspirational one where its legs got bitten off by a shark and it still surfs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at an inspirational poster one. It shows a dog surfing and it says, Passion. Those who danced were thought to be quite insane by those who could not hear the music. <laughs> <laughs> and that is going up in my office We tomorrow. have a new Twitter header, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I think we gotta rank these. Oh yeah, we probably gotta round it out, huh? Oh man, that's so good. Um, okay, so here's our list in no particular order. We talked about these tubular sports: cloud chasing, botayoshi, cheese rolling. The insane Russian building climbers, chess boxing, extreme ironing, sepak takrao, dog surfing, and cycle ball. Let's rank them. Cool. I think instead of let's talking about which ones we eliminate, let's just pick the ones that we pick. And that way this part will go faster, I think. That's okay. You know what I mean? Then pick the one so, that you pick, Jackson. Like, each of us pick one, and then we pick two more, and we don't talk about which ones we're going to eliminate first. Because right. I think yeah. that just makes it a little bit too cumbersome at the end. Yeah. Leave them in All the, right. leave them in the toilet. Cool. My nomination for sure that's getting in is going to be Boteoshi, because yeah, that's it's definitely. just a cluster of people, like, kicking each other 75 at a time. Definitely, 150 definitely. at a time. And it has a position called the ninja. I'm, no, that's pretty good. I'm in. I'm in for Botayoshi. Um, okay, I will nominate Sepak to crawl. Yeah, they kick extreme. very good. Just so many bicycle kicks. 
actually think our top five on this one, like, I think I could say our top five right now and it would be right. I'm not going to, but I I think our top five is pretty, pretty secure. Pretty clear cut? Yeah. Um, I'll throw out chess boxing. I'll say chess boxing is a dope, a dope thing, a dope sport, very tubular. I think I'm into that one. I'm not. Okay, I'm, was, was that? Were you not sure? Was that not in your top five? Uh, it was like there's five and six are tough for me right now. Oh man, I'm very into chess boxing. Either way, the rules are set. Chris nominated chess boxing. Now the other two are up for grabs though. It's dog surfing. Is a hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Dog surfing is in. Okay, well, Joe, tell me more about what you were thinking. Well, so I think that those people that climb the towers are crazy, 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 and it is very extreme. I will say it's not technically a sport. It isn't technically a sport, but it could be. I mean, like, you could easily make a set of rules, like, who can climb to the top of this without dying the most? (laughs) Without being the most dead. And that easily makes it into a sport. Gold medal, not dead. <laughs> you do not want bronze in this sport. Now, were you thinking cloud chasing is like super tubular or like... Um, I was going to go with probably extreme ironing, but cloud chasing is also is also good for me. Oh, yeah. Like, are you Jackson, really... what do you think? I mean, cloud between, chasing... Between the you... sick... Hey, you're talking about two different kinds of steam here, so... Or, I would be fine with getting rid of chess boxing and having both of them. Ugh, that's too... That's a that's rough for me. But I, I'm fine with either of those. Like, either extreme ironing or... I, I just really like the, the uh, gumption of people to make ironing a sport. And to be like, this is extreme because we're doing it on a mountain. And it's still just ironing. Like, they're just ironing. I think I like the the gumption of people making smoking an electronic cigarette a sport. <laughs> See, I like both of them. I really Which, do. ironing serves a purpose. Smoking an electronic cigarette does also serve a purpose to make you look like a tool. <laughs> so, I think yeah. one took a bit more gumption. They both take quite a bit of gumption, though. I think one had a bit more irony, and it's not the one with irons in it. Wait, no, it is the one with. Actually, I would say I would say that is the one with more. Yeah, that is the one. I think I think the vape people think it's it is it is cool. That is real. Well, there's yeah, there's two schools of vape people, and some people. It's like West Side Story. They're gonna meet (laughs) up on the streets, and instead of snapping towards each other, they're just gonna blow vape clouds at each other. And they're going to get lost in the fog for years. And when they hit, it's like in Dragon Ball Z when two beams of energy would hit and the world is going to explode. <laughs> so I think cloud chasing is in and extreme ironing is out. Oh, it hurts me, but I'll, I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. Because it wasn't going to win. Neither of those are going to win. So I'm okay with it. I don't know. Cloud chasing is pretty cool. Cloud chasing is 100% number five. <laughs> I think okay. Joe's right because anything more than that would be a tacit agreement, uh, of like a tacit endorsement of us saying that cloud chasing is something we are, we stand behind. Like, which I don't, I personally am not willing to do. Cloud chasing, like I hate to park the kimono here, but our number five is always a joke. <laughs> you just said park the kimono. <laughs> it's a very it's a very real expression. What's number four? Um, so I would go with chess boxing because I think it's really cool, but I, 
I don't know. I just, I, my feelings on chess have been uh, expounded in this podcast before. I guess oh, chess, true. chess, have. very and cool. I think, I think mine have also been expounded, where I said it was like a dope game that will stand the test of time. It will. Uh, it shouldn't, but it will. Okay. Um, I think I... Hold on. I just typed in the document that cloud chasing was number four. Also number three, number two, and number one is cloud chasing. <laughs> um, so, okay, here here would be my argument, that it's between... Cloud chasing and Bo Taoshi, because I think that our uh, top two are going to be Sepak Takraw and Dog Surfing. I think that's probably that's probably fair to say. I would. So I would. So so you're saying like the number four and three spot are either going to be chess boxing or Bo Taoshi? Yeah, like that's who's duking it out for four and three. Right, and so which one is more extreme between those two? Well, remember tubular. Or tubular. Adjective of choice. Mm-hmm. Well, literally, Bo Taoshi is tubular, as in the pole is a tube. Most cylindrical sports. <laughs> so by <laughs> by rule of law, Bo Taoshi is three, and chess boxing is four. I'm cool with Bo Taoshi being three for real, though. I mean, it's super extreme, but it's really, I mean, it's just violent. There's nothing yeah, like. Great extreme about the environment or anything like that i do like that our list has an, a a pretty sweet combination of violent sports and <laughs> just like super chill sports <laughs> where everybody's happy <laughs> mostly the middle part is real violent and then the ends are kind of where it's real chill <laughs> we come out the end very happy and just smiling a lot all right this is I think honestly... number two should be sepak to crow what's that the thing I mispronounced, I think that should be number two. So this is the maybe the most torn I've been on a number one and two. Because I think Sepak Takrao is legitimately the coolest sport I've ever seen. Look up a picture. Joe, here, I'm going to be a tiebreaker here. Look up a picture of Sepak Takrao. Yes, I did. And it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Look up the, a there's picture one of that I saw where a man is literally... side by side. There's a picture I saw of a man kicking another man in the head over a net. <laughs> that is six meters tall. <laughs> and he's also kicking a ball at the same time. That is small. The ball is very small. They have to have such good coordination to be able to kick that ball while being six meters in the air and knowing that they're going to break all of their skull bones. Now, Joe, you know six meters in the air. You know what a lot of coordination? A dog surfing on a surfboard in the ocean. You know what else? Six meters is 18 feet plus, so I don't know if that's the right... I thought that the Wikipedia page, maybe it said three meters. Something a little below head height. (laughs) But I like the idea that these guys are just anime characters jumping 18 feet in the air. (laughs) Um. Welcome to Ranked Cast. We're only a little racist. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. No, that's like I, real sounds from anime. Yeah, that was supposed to be anime. It was not supposed to uh, be that they're from Southeast Asia. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. I see what I read. <laughs> it was six point one meters in length. It is one point okay. five two meters tall. Okay, that's going, very uh, going a little <laughs> makes a lot more Are, sense. Joe, were you the architect for Wayside School? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And no one else read those children's books. I did, but I don't that remember a, the details of that was a <laughs> deep cut. It was supposed to be a one-story school. <laughs> it was supposed to be a one-story school that was regular, but the architect accidentally drew it as sideways. So oh, it was a yes, skyscraper. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember that now. So it was 33 that, stories tall or something. And you did the exact same thing with the net. So it was funny. And so I'm here to tell you that my joke was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what's her number one? I, we all, might all, have to, on three, we're all going to say it. No, that Girl. is a bad. That is bad podcasting. We no, should vote. Three, one, two, one. This is Dog bad podcasting. No, I think we all did jokes, so let's reel them back and talk through it one by one. I said dog tech row. Oh. <laughs> I just said dog surfing. I said this is bad I'm podcasting. Really <laughs> Jackson, always the straight man. Um, so, okay, legitimately, what is your vote for number one, Chris? Um, I think since we defined it as most tubular dog surfing wins because it gave me the most smiles and also the most surfing related uh sort of situation jackson what is your vote i gotta go with dog surfing because there were dogs surfing on surfboards in the ocean with sunglasses on and not to be anticlimactic but i think i would vote for dog surfing too but i had to make the <laughs> argument for sapak to crawl because it's very very <laughs> no, very cool we really did we had to give it its due but I, I i would like to note again there was a dog who drank a beer on a surfboard <laughs> <laughs> and not only that it's there's dogs that surf and there's a lot of them like if you look it's up not dog a surfing, one-time thing you're right if you it's look at dog surfing deal. it's not one dog that surfs a lot it's a lot it's of like dogs that, that are that surfing. one skateboarding pug that was a big deal on youtube back in no, the early days it was a bulldog like, but not a pug <laughs> oh well there's a pug now and he's very good at it like he's straight carving it up right now um, he ran into the BBC front doors it was very funny so congratulations to dog surfing dog surfing you done did it you were the most tubular sport we ever did see this has been Rex Mastodon this is Tank Crusher signing off. Uh, before we get out of here, though, let's talk about our top thing of the week. Quote, unquote, yes. week. <laughs> this past week that we have has been since we recorded our podcast. Yeah, geez, it's such a bummer that it took so long for your podcast feed to catch up. <laughs> to all nine episodes that we've been releasing bi-weekly for six months. <laughs> um, Joe, what's your top thing of the week? What you got? Um... Boy, I'm, I'm having a tough one with this because um, we actually got to go see a movie last night and we went and saw Guardians wow. 2, which is very, very good. I love um, it. chaka, ooga, ooga. <laughs> it, had that right? just, it had that 80s music that I love. Um, no, but I think my, my top thing of the week is going to be Better Call Saul. So while oh. we, right after we had Maisie, we... Um, we watched all of Breaking Bad again because we had a bunch of time and it was something we want to do again and it was super duper good. It's a very, very You made good it all show. the way through? I'm very impressed. Uh, I mean, not like immediately, but yeah, we, we made it through over the few weeks. Um, and 
then afterwards, Better Call Saul was on Netflix, so we started watching it. And the first season's really good. Second season is even better. And this third season is like starting to rival Breaking Bad in terms of quality. So it's a really, wow. really good show. I highly recommend it. I know nothing about it. It's is it just is it just Saul and gang doing Saul things? So like it's what's happening? Like his origin. It's before he was ever Saul Goodman. It's him as Jimmy McGill. Um, and it's like it's very, very, very different. It is not the kind of it's it's kind of funny and um, I don't know. Bob Odenkirk Kirk just sells that role really well of kind of sleazy but trying to get on his feet. Um, yeah, kind of guy. I don't know. It's great. He was he was always great. Does um does Mister does Heisenberg himself make an appearance on the show ever or I, not so far? It's six years before. Breaking Bad, so it's like okay. it's way before and has so most likely to be like a series finale kind of thing. Maybe it's. I think they've talked about it being a prologue slash epilogue for um, Breaking Bad, but nothing yet. It's still way before. So for like in the third season, it's still way way before Breaking Bad. Okay. Cool. I'll check it out. Maybe there's a lot of foreshadowing in like the second episode. Saul was like, you know, what'd be crazy? Blue meth. <laughs> He's but like, good thing that doesn't exist. If that would know be crazy, a chemistry teacher turned bad, <laughs> turned real bad into a into a good bad boy that you kind of root for, but he's kind of evil too. Like, you know no. what I think? Are, you know what I think it would be a good place to put a dead body: a bathtub. Hmm. <laughs> Hope somebody explores that one day. Wink. My Jackson, top thing of the week. Tell me about it. Jackson, um, go, go, go. So I got Hulu originally to watch uh, season five or six of New Girl, of the latest season that's on New Girl. The and show Glee. New Girl was great and everything. The show Glee was great. Yeah, the show Glee Jackson, was great. Jackson, here to recommend Hulu. Here to recommend the show Glee on Hulu. But for real, I'm, I'm torn between two shows. Um, right now, I'm just going to go ahead and recommend. I think it's on up there in my favorite TV shows of all time right now. Brooklyn Nine Nine. I can't get enough. Yes. So why is it not more popular? Why do not? Cool, 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 cool. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, 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 okay. This this most recent season is the best one they've ever had. It's so good, dude. Every single episode, I was laughing from beginning to end. It was so funny. Yeah, it's killing me. It's killing me. Did this season start with Florida? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't tell me anything about it. I'm only on season two. It was literally from beginning to end. Was just fantastic. I love The Office. I love Parks and Rec. It's on up there with them, and it's only I'm only on season three right now. Like yes. I feel a real emotional connection to comedy characters that aren't meant to feel emotional connections to. I don't know. It's pretty good. All right, Chris. Um, what's your top so this thing? is this is this is not necessarily a fresh recommendation at this point, but I a is couple of weeks House? ago, <laughs> Terrace House. Boys and girls in the city. No, uh, but for real, if this is your first episode listening, I would like to recommend a show <laughs> called Terrace House: Boys and Girls in the City. A for real, for real, for real of the ranked podcast. For <laughs> real, for real. No, my my recommendation this week is a show called, or is a video game, in fact, called Zelda: Breath of the Wild. But um, but Mutua, as you might call it for short. And it is, I am legitimately considering it, considering labeling it like my favorite video game of all time. Like it is the most 
wonderful experience I have had opening up a video, like opening up a, a video game when I get home from work and just like enjoying it. Every, every moment of this game is beautiful. Like I had a moment last night and I've been playing it for a week and a half. I had a moment last night where I was running through this area that I hadn't seen before. And I was like breathtaking. Like it was so beautiful. And um, like, I just want to explore every crack and crevice of this open world. And more like uh, breathtaking of the wild. Hey. Um, yeah, it is like a, it is just a pure experience. It doesn't, it doesn't insult your intelligence ever. It's basically just like, Hey, we're not going to give you a lot of direction. Here's a beautiful world. Just run around and like take it in. Uh, there's tons of great elements to it. All the different systems in it work together really well. Um, I could I could probably do a whole podcast about it. Um, but if you want to spend a lot of money and buy a Nintendo Switch to play this one game that's available for the Nintendo Switch, uh, I recommend you go and do it. I'm no. thinking about it. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> I knew you guys wouldn't would understand. Gotta buy a house first, but soon after. All right, so that's been our show. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. I'm sorry again for the late uh, episode, the kind of unplanned hiatus we had. There were some moves and some new babies and all kinds of stuff, but... We're hoping to really get on a, a regular bi-weekly schedule from this point on, and uh, I hope you'll uh, stay with us as we continue to um, rank everything that exists in the world. That's our goal. <laughs> speaking of ranking the, everything that exists in the world, we do need help. Um, we would love if you ever have any suggestions for things we should rank, if you would just tweet them at us at um, RankedCast. That is our Twitter handle or rankpod at gmail.com. You can send them there or halo the computer game at gmail.com. Um, any of those three, really the Twitter would probably be the best. That's the easiest one to kind of check. So send us suggestions of things to rank, uh, anything you can think of. We would love to have them. Uh, until next time, uh, this has been the rank podcast. I've been Chris Gluckman. I've been Jackson Cornelison. And I've been Tank Crusher. I mean, Joe Bradshaw. And remember, Hickory Dickory, the American hardwood. X go give it to you. I'll wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door to spill. With the nonstop pop out and stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the motherfucker wonder if you did it. Damn right, can I do it again? Cool. I'm going to turn my fan down in this room because it makes a little bit of noise. I'll be right back. Um, hey, while Jackson's gone, um, do you want to start a podcast without him? Yes. <laughs> like a new podcast and like not tell him about it ever? Yes. Finally, you're asking. <laughs> I've been waiting. Been waiting six whole months. Or we could just start one with like another guy and call it... Um, Ranked. Tanked. <laughs> what if we just start a new podcast with another guy and call it Ranked and act like nothing changed? <laughs> Oh, wait. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> let's keep doing our podcast as we have been doing ad infinitum. <laughs> With the three of us and no other changes. <laughs> <laughs>